0: Well, hello there. Fancy meeting you here. My name is Tommy Jones, and this is my podcast. So let's take a few minutes, talk about life, and we will see where we end up. Welcome to Off the Cuff. I'm glad you're here. I'm I'm calling today's podcast Living with the End in Mind. And again, I know that kind of sounds rough because no one ever likes to think about death or dying or any of those things. But perhaps if we were to think about it a little more often, then things might be different. So let me share with you guys one of the toughest things you can experience as a pastor. Well, no, no, let me, let me back up. First, let me share with you one of the coolest things you can experience as a pastor. Let's start with the affirmative about that. So there are occasions when I am called to do a memorial service or a funeral for someone, and that person lived well. Like, that person had a phenomenal life. One of the people I think about almost every time when I think about this, I have a friend named Stoner. Uh, His grandmother, Granny Moore, is I guess what we called her. I don't remember. It's been a while. But I remember doing her funeral. What I do remember is she was so prepared for death. She had lived such a beautiful life. She loved Jesus. Everyone around her knew she loved Jesus. She had impacted the world. She had impacted her church. She had impacted her family. She had impacted so many people in such a positive way. She had a beautiful story. So what happens is when someone dies, the family calls me, and that's part of the process, and then I sit with the family. We all gather around in a space, so if you can imagine, there will be me and maybe four or five people, and I have my notebook, and I'm writing down everything everyone says because years of craziness before I was a pastor. I don't necessarily remember everything really well, so I have to write everything down. So I'm writing down everything everyone says in this conversation. And so we're in this room, and for for uh, one like Granny Moores, everyone in the room is just telling these beautiful stories. I, I don't have enough ink in a pen to contain the life that this woman lived with Jesus Christ. It's so... Fun. It's so life-giving. It's so edifying. And when you sit in that room in that space, it's almost like, you know, there's there's a saying from Ecclesiastes. It's not a saying. It's a Bible verse. But Ecclesiastes, I think it's chapter seven. Let me just read it to you. I'm gonna pull it up real quick. It says, "A good name is better than fine perfume, and the day of death better than the day of birth. It is better to go to a house of mourning than to a house of feasting, for death is the destiny of everyone. The living should take heart in this." Frustration is better than laughter because a sad face is good for the heart. The heart of the wise is in the house of the morning, but the heart of the fool is in the house of pleasure. The point of that passage, by the way, that was written by King Solomon, he's the wisest man to ever live, so we should listen when he talks, but the point of that passage is it's at funerals, it's at moment of death when we probably contemplate our lives the most. And so when I'm sitting in the room and I'm listening to the stories about Granny Moore, it's like, "Oh man, I want to live that kind of life. I want to have that kind of impact on the world. When I die, there are certain things I want people to say about me." And so those moments are are beautiful. And they're sad, yes, because we're going to miss people and but there's some beauty in that. When someone has written a gorgeous story with their life, then celebrating their death takes on a whole new Feel Does that make sense? I think it does. The story you write with your life with Christ impacts how your loved ones experience your death. And for Granny Moore, or for my Papa Jones, or my grandma, or any of my, my grandparents for that matter, for a lot of other people whose funerals I've done, I've sat in rooms and just been inspired. Um, been inspired by the stories that these people wrote in their life. Okay, so that's the affirmative. Now let me take you into another meeting I frequently have. Someone will call me. Their loved one has passed. They invite me in, into this room. And if you can imagine just a heavy, dark cloud. I don't remember that character from Peanuts, but it's the one who everywhere he walks, it's raining on him. If you know it, just say it out loud real quick, wherever you are, and maybe that'll help. I guess I could Google it, but I don't really want to do that. But if you can, that's what it feels like in this other room. This isn't the Granny Moore funeral. This
1: is, you know, whoever. And I sit with these people and I say, tell me about your loved one. And there's silence. And eventually we find
0: some things to say like, oh, they would do anything for anybody or...
1: They were funny. They had a good time. But there's never any talk about Jesus.
0: There's never any talk of a life that impacted the world. There's never any talk of of someone who actually wrote a beautiful story with Jesus with their life. Like they had an adventure with Jesus. They had a ministry. They had a passion. They impacted their church. They did something incredible. There's no talk of any
1: of this in the room. And then what they want me to do is take a non-story
0: and write a story. So because the person wrote no story in their life, now I'm expected to write a story in their death. And I do it. I do my best. I'll I'll tell you guys, if you you don't know me, I don't have a lot of skills. Like, I can't build a birdhouse. Uh, I can't. Fix your car. If your garbage disposal is messed up, I you know I would probably just like stick a golf club down in there and swirl it around or so. It, it would not. By the way, don't do that. It wouldn't be good. But I can write. That's what I do. And so I can probably write. I can come up with a story about you and your death. And I try not to lie. That's I don't want to ever stand in front of a group of people in a funeral and lie. But I got to think of something. You've come to a pastor, which means you want some sense of Jesus or some sense of forever or some sense of eternity in your message. You want, you want God somehow represented in your message or you wouldn't be asking a pastor
1: to do it. And so I try my best to take the fragmented things that, that the family shares with me and write a story. But I can't
0: write a story in your death that could even come close to rivaling the story that you could write with Jesus in your life. And so sometimes what I want to do is I want to stand up at a funeral and I want to say, hey, listen, there's no story here about Jesus. We can talk about the person. We can talk about how great they were. And we can talk about, you know, something. But to bring Bible verses into this, it it doesn't even make any sense because there's really no Jesus story here. I want to find a Jesus story, but I can't. And so sometimes what I want to tell the people sitting in the room on those days is write a story with Jesus. Do something. Do something in your life so that the pastor doesn't have to lie about you in your death. That's what I want to say. I never would because it doesn't matter. And you know, I want to care for the family
1: and I want to love them and I want to give them a sense of hope and peace. So that's what I try to do. But maybe just maybe King Solomon was onto something.
0: Maybe just maybe if we did a little better job living with the end in mind.
1: I mean, most of us we probably I mean, if we're you know, for The right thing to do is like have a life insurance policy or
0: like I have a a trust set up and we're not wealthy by any stretch, but everything's organized so that if my wife and I died, it's, it's clear what happens with whatever resources we have. It's part of being prepared for death. And so I hope that you're taking some steps like that to be prepared, whatever. I can tell you this, when people don't do that, uh, it makes things real difficult for their family. But beyond just preparing like that, what about writing some stories with your life? What about impacting the community through your church? What about, I I talked about this in a podcast the other day about these people at our church who go out every Friday night and they serve homeless and displaced people and they feed them. Man, I, I don't have to make up anything
1: at their funeral. I don't have to make up a story. Because they wrote a story. What, what about these people who,
0: who spend time at the Dorcas house and the Nehemiah house? And if you're not from around here, that's the a women's shelter and a, and, and a recovery place for men. And they go in those places and volunteer. We went to, oh gosh, what was the name of that? Oh, the Arkansas Food Bank. A few days ago. We went with our staff. I talked about this again in the podcast too. But we went with our staff and we were serving them putting together food packages to go out. And I met this lady there and she was serving. And I said, Hey, are you, you work here? And she said, no, I'm a volunteer. I said, cool. So you're here of the church group or something?
1: She said, no, I go to church, but I'm just here. I was like, you're just here by yourself? She said, yeah. I was like, oh, so you're just like
0: a good human who loves God. She was like, yeah. I mean, when some, I don't know that lady, and I hope she lives forever. But when something happens to her, if by some strange turn of events I end up doing her funeral, I will not have to make anything up. Her story is that on her free time, by herself, she was so compelled with love for people that she would go to a food bank and just package food for folks. My mom and dad have written beautiful stories. I hope that that my life. Is writing some story. I hope that your life is writing this story. And maybe as you're listening to this, if you're thinking, man, what would he say? What would he say about me? Is it clear that I know Jesus? Is it clear that I love Jesus? Have I impacted the world? Have I impacted my family? Does my family, will they be equipped on that day when they sit in a room with a pastor? Have I equipped them
1: with stories? so that the pastor doesn't have to make them up? Have I prepared in life for what they will say about me in death? Man, it's worth thinking about, huh? It's worth thinking about. I don't know. I hope that I'm writing a story. Maybe even... Maybe that's even one of the reasons I'm doing this, is so that there's some evidence. But hopefully, I don't need a podcast to tell the story. I don't need sermons to tell the story. Hopefully I'm equipping the people who
0: love me. Hopefully they're seeing my life. Hopefully they're experiencing
1: something from me that points It's evidence of the goodness of God in my life. Think about it. Think about it today. Live in such a way that the story of your life with Jesus is better than the story I can make up. Write a story in life and your pastor won't have to write one in your death. I don't really even think it's that morbid to think about. If we believe what we believe, then this is okay. Hmm. Food for thought, my friends. Let me live today in such a way that I make a difference. Thanks for spending this time with me, guys. Maybe we'll
0: come back to this one later. I, I think there's more to say on this. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm actually writing a 30-day like, devotional book which sort of centers around this topic of living with the end in mind and believing that God has a place prepared for us, and then what's it all mean? But we'll come back to that later. I'm glad you spent this time with me. I enjoyed it. Hope to talk to you soon. This has been Off the Cuff. Love you guys. Jones out.